Support for PSG Talk is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available for all of your grooming needs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PSGTALK, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Make sure to use the promo code PSGTALK. And now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the latest installment of the 1970. I'm your host, Ed, and joining me as always is Mark Damon. We are socially distanced. Mark is in New York. I'm in Utah. I should say we're home of the best NBA team in the world right now. And Rudy Gobert, who happens to be a PSG fan. Uh, We are recording on Saturday, February 13th, during the PSG's match against Nice at the Parc des Princes, which currently, as I look over my shoulder, is 1-0 thanks to Julian Draxler, pouncing on a rebound and uh, scoring for PSG. But before we get into this match, Barcelona, Neymar, all that good stuff, let's check in on Mark. It's been a little while since we talked. How are things on your end? Well, uh, I'm healthy for the most part, so that's that's good, I guess. I mean, not a great week for the sports teams I root for. I'll I'll, I'll put it like that. It's um, this... It's frustrating. We'll get into it, but you know, any time you kind of feel like you have that hope going, it's just there's always sort of a roller coaster that you kind of have to deal with, and it's not it's not fun. But I guess it's the price of being a fan. I guess let's just start with the game. I mean, right now it's twenty nine, almost thirty minutes gone. Um, it looked like Moise Keane may, or you no, know, Idrissa Gay. I don't think he's come up, but almost looked no, like... No, he, he, he stayed on, which yeah. is, you know... We thought he, he may have had an injury, but anything in this game so far? I mentioned Draxler with the goal, but it's kind of been a kind of a blah kind of game, even though you yeah, have some I'm, stars out there. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's blah. I mean, they're... they're there's a bit of trying to save yourself for, for Tuesday, and this is pretty much going to be the lineup they go with. Um, I think you'll see possibly Sarabia in place of Draxler, and I think you'll see um, right back-wise, I think Florenzi will probably play in place of Kerr, and then you assume that Verratti so. hopefully comes back. I mean, you can never assume with Marco Verratti, but you could at least guess that he'll be back in the lineup. So I think the basic shape's going to be there. I think those three are going to, you know, those would be the changes if, if they have changes. But I think what you're seeing is sort of a, a prep match to a degree. I mean, there isn't the energy that you, you'd like to see. What, what, do, you, what do you think about uh, Bakker instead of Krizawa against Barcelona in particular? I, I feel like Bakker would be a better player. You need someone back there more defensive. He's not going to get too far forward. Yeah, you can make that argument, but I, I don't know if... Um, He's still 19, 20s years old. I'm not quite sure he's ready for a match like that, just in the sense of th- there's a lot of pressure to it. There's going to be a bit of, you know, I don't think it's going to be park the bus, but I, I think there's going to be naturally more defending than a, in a league on match. And it's just, because that was not a great option. Let's, you know, it's not, it's not, I was a great say. Option either, it's not the great option either way. It's just what do you think would be beneficial? And I think what we're learning from, Pochettino here is that I think he believes Kurzawa is a better sort of option for what he wants to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, you know, talking about going ahead to the Barcelona game. I am of the opinion of you don't park the bus. You play aggressively. You you still have players. It's not like you don't have any players on the team. That you know, it's not like you're playing a bunch of scrubs here. This is a real, you know, they have a lot of quality talent that they can be aggressive and attack this Barcelona team, who aren't world beaters, by the way. This is not some great famed Barcelona team. Currently third place very, in La Liga. Yes, this is a very average team. There's nothing impressive about them. The only, thing that's, the only thing impressive about them is Lionel Messi. They had Everything to... Sort of, I'm sorry, they had to come back, I believe, in their last game against Real Betis. I mean, they were down. They came back, you know, late, yeah, late goal. And, 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 they, and they can score. And they can score at any moment. But I, I look at it like, and I put this on, on Twitter, I think losing the game 4-2 would be better than losing the game 2-0. Because you have to get you have to get a road goal or two here. Because you don't know whether Neymar's coming back in March. You don't know if he if he ever comes back ever at this point. Because you know he'll 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 tear something else. But you know you you have to score at least a road goal, if not two, probably two. Mm-hmm. So do you do that by parking the bus and you know winning in losing one nil or two nil? If you do that, then you're going to have to score three or four goals at the Parc de France. And again, I don't think you're going to shut out Barcelona in either of these two legs, just not the way Barcelona play. They're going to get, they're going to get a, they're going to get, I think they're going to get a goal or two, but they're good to give up goals. I don't think you can park the bus. You can't park the bus with Mbappe and your team. I just think, it, you just can't do that. If Mbappe is on the pitch and Icardi, yeah, but they have done that before. When it, under Tuchel, Tuchel parked the bus well, in multiple in multiple games, and that's why, why he's not the, he's why at he's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, but the point I'm making is, you just be aggressive. You know, don't be stupid, but be aggressive. If you give up three goals in the game and you score two, that's not bad. Like Barcelona are going to leak goals on the other end if you put pressure on them. So don't, you know, so don't leave that, def, you know, that, that weaker defensive line off the hook. Be aggressive. I, 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 that's how I look at it. Yeah, and, and let's not forget the last time Barcelona came to the Parc de France, what happened? PSG won 4 0. We can score yeah. goals against this team. Um, yeah. And, and well, they was... can score goals against, they should be able to score goals against anything. It, it shouldn't yeah. be. I'm not. I don't think they're going to win this tie. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. But I yeah, I hold think... the prediction. That that's where we're going to end the podcast. Hold the prediction. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I I do see them. You know, I do think they're going to go down swinging. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think, I think that I and I think that's what they have to do. I think that's what the fans want. But we can we can kind of get to that. Yeah. Let's. Well, I, I want to get into the injury because I've got some opinions on this. Um, yeah. Neymar injured against Khan. Uh, Guillaume in, in the uh, PSG Talking uh, show helped me pronounce that a little bit better. But Neymar was on the pitch against Khan uh, in the Coupe de France last Wednesday. Uh, Khan is a League Two side. Uh, yeah. For me, I have no idea why he was even on the pitch. None. You could have Neymar in a practice session against you know, other first-teamers and you squad players, whatever, and it would basically be the same exercise. And maybe he doesn't get hurt because maybe I I doubt PSG's players are going to come in and tackle him like the guy on on Khan did on Neymar. I don't know why he's out there 
in that game. We don't need him to win that game. He shouldn't be out there. No fan cares about the Coupe de France. If you said, would you rather have Neymar for Barcelona or win the Coupe de France, it would be Neymar against Barcelona, even if you're not guaranteed a win. Just having him out there is so important. No one cares about the Coupe de France. That That's my first issue with that. If you want to play Neymar against Nice, that makes sense. That's a league on match today. PSG are not in first place. That if he go, if he goes down injured in that game, you can justify it. It's a League One side. It's in a game that you need to win to keep pace with Leo. I understand that. Against Kahn, I have no idea why he's on the pitch. None whatsoever. And he, I blame Neymar a little bit for inviting that pressure. But he should have never. You got to protect him from himself. Don't put him out there with players who are maybe inexperienced or trying to, you know do something to get notoriety against Neymar and, and this is their time to shine. Everyone's watching and they're really jacked up. He shouldn't be out there on that on, in that game. And now you don't have him likely for the duration of the tie and, and what is going to be a crucial game. I blame Pochettino for that. I don't know if the club... I, Neymar may have wanted to play, but you have to protect him and say, no, we're not going to play. You're going to play against Nice. Sorry. And that, that's that's my feeling. I don't think he should have been playing in that game. What do you think? Well, again, context matters here. Um, he missed the midweek game last week because of the gastritis or the whatever the hell he had. Then he only played about 20 minutes to 25 minutes against Marseille. Mm-hmm. So he was going to have to play one of these two games, either or Nice, to get some match fitness going into Barcelona and he's not, you know, you can't treat him like a porcelain doll where, you know, Oh, he, you know, he has to be protected. He is a porcelain doll. If you're going to no, but I get, I get that to a degree, but if you're going to pay this man, the money you're paying him, you can't, you know, do the routine where you have to, he's your best player. He has to play in games you can't just save him for the important matches. That's not a, that's not a use of, of it's not a good use of money. And I think in this circumstance, he was going to play one of the two games. So did he play this one, or was he you know was he going to play against Khan, or was he going to play against Nice? So he should play against Nice because that's the game that you actually need to win. Again, no one cares about the Coupe de France, and you're talking about all this money you spent. You spend all that money. To play against Barcelona in the knockout stage of the Champions League, not whatever round nine of the Coupe de France against League Two side Kong. That's not Look, why you're I, paying Neymar money. I hear the argument. I understand the argument. But also, let's put the other context into it. You know, nobody told Neymar to go into a full sprint battle with some rando from the other team because he fouled him twice. Neymar's 29 years old. And... He doesn't have to. I don't know what he was doing there. It was like, you know, what it's like. It was like those sort of slow action sequences at the end of a movie where the good guy dies. Like that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> like he got fouled once in midfield, got up, then he gets fouled again, and he's looking at the ref for a yellow card, and they don't even give a yellow for either of those infractions. So you, you just see Neymar getting madder and madder and madder, and then you you know he's going to do it. He goes off the field. He's on the sideline. He comes back on, 
and he like does the Dwayne the Rock Johnson where, where he reaches his hand out and he does like the come here and let's fight oh yeah, yeah. gesture <laughs> and then he gets the ball and goes into a full sprint and when he goes into that full sprint at the end of it he gets kicked and then he lands on his on his groin weird and he pulls it yeah it's like his hip like that was the that was a slow motion slow action sequence of a movie where the good guy does something stupid or hubris and dies at the end. Like I've never seen anything like that. And I'm not sure what any coach, how any coach could have prevented that. Like, what you, you know, that's on Neymar. That's not on, that's not, that's on Neymar. And in some degree it's on the officiating, but you can't, and I'm not trying to defend Pochettino here because it's just a choice he has to make. Which game does he play in? He's got to play in one of them. Did he make the wrong choice on which game to play in? Possibly. Yes. But then again, what what are we, you know, is Neymar, why would Neymar do that? Why does he need to do that? Why did he need to be all macho and try to challenge that guy to a sprint for no reason or other than to try to embarrass him? And in the end, you know, have yourself out for a month. like. This is stuff that has happened before. This is not the first time this happened. The injury he had, I think maybe against Strasbourg, I don't remember. One of those one of those bad injuries he had was because they were fouling him and he tried to go up, you know, he tried to attack him yeah. you know, with his dribbling skills and he rolled his ankle. Like I think that was in the 18 uh that was in the 18-19 season where he missed those legs against uh missed those legs against Manchester United in a similar situation. He couldn't put his ego in that situation aside. And I, you know, the way I say that, you kind of maybe think it's an insult. Great players have egos. All of them do. But the difference between, you know, a, a, you know great players with like Neymar and a great player like a, maybe a Ronaldo or a Messi is that those two are not going to let their ego put them in a situation where they can get themselves hurt. Neymar is still in that part of his life. And I don't know why he's old. He's too old for that shit. He's too old to be doing that. He has to understand in that situation, just either if you're feeling like they're fouling you, tell them to tell the coach to take them out of the game at that point. Once you know that that's what Connor going to do in the second half, once PSG took the lead, you know, that would be a more mature thing to do or what I would have done, which is just kind of ignore it. You know, be an adult about the situation. They're not going to call anything. You know, you're not going to change their mind. Let Pochettino, let the other players defend you to do that and to pull your groin for no reason at all in a situation that didn't matter against a player that quite frankly doesn't matter it was it was you know again it was a borderline temper tantrum and it cost PSG and it probably yeah. cost them this tie against Barcelona and that's the frustrating thing about it in my view is that you know they're going to resign them more likely than not unless this sort of totally changes the equation which it could but they're probably going to extend him 
is are we just going to be in a in a cycle of three, four, five years of this? And then it's about, well, do we have to keep killing Mbappe as insurance, you know, in case Neymar just keeps doing things like this and keeps getting hurt? That's an expensive uh, insurance policy. I know, but, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't rely on him. Yeah. I um, wish you could, but you can't. I do want to read... Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have him on the team, sure. because if he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the world, and he carried them to that Champions League final in the in, in in August. But you just have to be aware that he's not reliable. You know, don't expect him to be healthy. You know, build your team in a way that can account for him not being healthy. Don't make your team too heavily Neymar-centric. You know, that, that's what smart people would do. And I hope that, you know, Leonardo is a smart person. I think he is. I think Pochettino is a smart person. I think they know that. And hopefully they understand that, hey, we're going to pay this guy because he's a great, fantastic player and he's the face of the franchise. But we understand that he's not going to be 100% healthy all the time and he's not going to be reliable. It's just frustrating. It's just every year. It's always, you know, what do you do? It's every year with this guy. (laughs) Something happens. And Uh, it's never, it's never, sometimes it's his fault, sometimes it's not. But at this point, it doesn't even matter whose fault it is. It's very depressing. I do want to read what Neymar posted after the news that he was going to be out for four weeks. So he posted, it's a little bit long, but stick with me. He said, the sadness is great, the pain is immense, and the crying is constant. Once again, I will stop for a while to do, from doing what I love most in life, which is playing football. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable because of my style of play. Because I dribble and end up being beaten constantly, to your point. I don't know if the problem is me or what I do on the pitch. It really saddens me. It makes me too sad to hear from a player, coach, commentator, or, I don't know, Google Translate's messing this up. He really has to be beaten, falls, falls, cries. So, basically, he's he's acknowledging he doesn't know if it's his style of play or not. Maybe he's coming to realization that it is his style of play and that, you know, the people who say all he does is fall and cry and roll on the ground, you know, he does see these comments and it does affect him. I mean, maybe maybe this is the breaking point. Maybe he realizes I have to change my style of play. I'm 29 years old. I'm going to be – I'm getting older. Um, I can't keep missing these games. So maybe I need to play smarter and not invite that kind of pressure, maybe a few less – flicks and tricks as much as we all don't want to see that because that's what makes him exciting maybe he has to change his games a little his game a little bit you know michael jordan he wasn't always jumping from the foul line and dunking later in his career he you know the fadeaway jump shot you know as you get older you have to change the way that you play and so not to say that neymar is is you know that old i mean he's 29 he's not even 30 yet but maybe he's starting to realize i got to change that and so um it's a big loss. Make no mistake about it. Neymar has been PSG's best player um, all season. He, he Without him, this team is very, very different. They don't have that creative spark. There's no one. Neymar or um, Mbappe is reliant on people getting him the ball in good, in good areas. He's not a, a playmaker. Um, Neymar is that person without him. It's going to be a challenge, and but it's one that we brought in Maurizio Pacicino to figure out. It's his job to get the tactics right, um, much like we did see with Tuchel last season against Dortmund when we were down. Um, he, he switched up the tactics and put in a master class, and we were able to advance and eventually get to the final. That's the bar, and that's what Pochettino – if I could say his name correctly, it would be a miracle. But that, that's what he's now tasked with. He, he ne- now needs to one-up Tuchel. 
Um, we can just get into it. Do you think you've mentioned the starting lineup? Do you think that he can get the tactics right on this? You, you're saying go down swinging, but I I would argue maybe you get away with minimal damage at the Camp Nou, and then you come back at home at the Parc des Princes. I think that Neymar could be back for that game. What is it, on March 10th? I think if we if we're in striking distance of, of maybe advancing, I think you put Neymar out there even if he's only 80%. What do you think? Well, I've said this before. I think PSG's injury culture is, and I think it's a culture at this point, where it's like if you if you stub your toe, you sit out for two weeks just in case. Like that's the culture, and for you know there isn't a sort of suck it up and play culture at PSG. I think Neymar would want to play, but you get to a point where okay, you know what what would he be? Would he, would they play him for fifteen twenty minutes at the end of the game? Like they could do that. That won't be very helpful. You know, I, I just wish he, you know, I, I I wish that they would be more, you know, risk-taking in their way they handle their injuries. Because you lose a lot of guys to sort of minimal injuries. You know, let's make sure they're 100%. No, let, let Neymar go out there 80%. Let him go out there 70%. Let him play. See what happens. You got millions of dollars on the line. You know, go at it. You know, this is why he's here. You know, he's got more money than he'll ever need. There's no, you know, this isn't some kid that doesn't, you know, on his first contract that, you know, if he gets hurt, you know, will lose out on money. Neymar's had all the money. He's done all the stuff. So if he wants to go out there, you know, you can't force a guy out there. But if he wants to go out there, fuck it, let him play. But that's not PhD's mentality. It, they're, they're too, it's too much about, asset management and we can't risk a major injury and we can't let him out there. And, you know, we have, we have to defer to that. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't have to do it. And I've, I've said this so many times it, it's, it gets ridiculous at this point. Suck it up, go out there and play. I, and I don't even say that as much about the players. I say that more as mu- about the way that they manage injuries, which to me is way too, uh, they're way too dainty about it. They're way too, you know, they can't tell the difference between a minor and a major injury and guys sit out for weeks on minor injuries. And then they come back and they get another minor injury and they sit out again. This is, this happens all the time. Marwa Cardi was out for three months with an injury that we don't even really know what it was. Do we even know what that injury was? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> he sat out for three months with a phantom injury, or at least an injury that no one knew, you know, what it actually was. It like his groin? I don't even know. Baxler <laughs> sat out for three months with a random injury. And it's like, unless you're going to be absolutely transparent about it, you know, what what makes us think that Neymar is not going to be out for two three months with this thing? I if they're not transparent <laughs> about it, you know what I mean? They're not. They don't. You, yeah. you can't trust them. You can't trust that they're going to tell you what the right injury is. You, you don't. It, it's they're a private company. They don't have stockholders, so it's not like they have to tell you what the actual injury is. They don't have any need to disclose it. So, I I don't expect him back. If he comes back, great. If not, knowing the, the culture around PSG and the way they deal with injuries, it, don't hold your breath. But he, here's the thing. With PSG, 
have need to be they just I'm sorry they need to act like a team that's been to the Champions League final they can't act like a team that's happy to be there and you know is going to be risk management I I think they need to be aggressive they don't need to be stupid but they need to put their their best attacking players out there they need to play Keenan Accardi and Mbappe and probably Sarabia if not Draxler one of those five four of those five are going to be out there and then you hope that your defensive back end can hold up and you trust that Marquinhos and Thiago and not Marquinhos and Kimpembe can can hold up back there and that Kurzawa can do what he needs to do. It, there, you can't um, temper the expectations. I can temper the expectations because I don't work for the team. I can say that they have no chance. But if you play like you have no chance, then you definitely have no chance. You can't get lucky if you don't go out there and, you know, take the risks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, I, I'm just, the reward. the reward for risk is luck. Like, you know, they can, if they, if they keep that game close, God forbid they even win it. Like we'll be thinking a lot differently than we were. And then they'll have to do it again in the second leg. So it's, you know, if they go down 3-1 in the first leg, like, that's not good. But if they go down 4-2 or even 5-3, I'm like, all right. You know, now we, we played competitively with them. We stayed with them goal for goal. We didn't um, we didn't cower in fear. And, again, a lot of those guys that are going to be on the field, enough of them that are going to be on the field were the same ones that were on the field for the 6-1. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Marquinhos, mm-hmm. Kurzawa. Marco Verratti, you know, all were on the field here for that, you know, for that game. And I, I am telling you that even the PSG players that weren't there, you know, fully understand what that game meant to our fans, to the fan base. They understand that. And for those of us that, you know, have that game seared into our memory, we remember a team that was up for nothing and just parked the bus for 90 minutes and got spanked and deserved to lose. And yes, the refereeing was terrible. It was egregious, but it wouldn't have mattered if PSG had been aggressive and scored two or three goals. It wouldn't have mattered. Barcelona were throwing everyone forward and all PSG had to do was hit him on the counter once or twice. And they hit him on the counter once. And they could have hit him on the counter twice if they kept going at it. But again, they just, they retreated. They parked the bus in the first half. They looked scared. Lucas Mora had the worst game of any, um, made, you know, any professional soccer player in Champions League history in my mind. He got taken off at halftime. He literally couldn't pass the ball. And then, of course, he, he went to Tottenham and, like, got them to the final. I know. But, <laughs> but I can't, in good consciousness, as a, you know, I cannot ask this team to park the bus if I'm Pochettino. I can't ask that. Because what does it prove? It proves nothing. Even if PSG lose this tie. And I don't care if they lose. I, I care if they lose. But I don't, I'm not going to be torn up about it. If they go at it like a big club and they are aggressive and they attack, 
I want that. I don't want park the bus and lose two nothing. I don't want that because that's not what that's not where this club should be. They shouldn't be in that place anymore. They should be in a place where they're confident with themselves. And I can say they have no chance, but I don't want them to act like they have no chance. I don't want them to act like they're happy to be there or that they're bowing to this Barcelona team that isn't even that good. Like, really, you're going to park the bus, you know, for a 30, uh, again, best player, maybe best player ever, but still 35-year-old Lionel Messi, Antoine Griezmann, who else? Ricky Puig? Like, is that what we're parking the bus for? Usman Dembele, who can barely dribble a ball without tripping over himself? Is that what we're parking the bus for? This isn't Luis Suarez. This isn't Neymar. This isn't Messi in his prime. Like, for God's sake, show some backbone. The club is bankrupt. You can't be scared of a bankrupt club with an aging superstar, you know? Like, come on. This idea of just... Oh, of course they're going to park the bus. No. Go down swinging. I, go I, down like go, yeah. go down and fight. You don't you don't there's nothing that PSG have to prove in the sense of beating Barcelona. I don't you know, PSG have been to the final. They're going to be back at the final. They're not this isn't a situation where PSG are going to go into the recesses. They're going to be fairly fine in the long term. So let's not act like this is the end all be all and that they have to park the bus. To barely escape it. Like, you know, embrace the challenge. Don't wilt at the challenge, which is what they did four years ago. Why do what you did four years ago? I don't understand the psychology behind that. Oh, we lost 6-1 to Barcelona because we parked the bus. Let's do it again four years later and see what happens. I mean, God. I I, I don't know if I would... Definitely don't park the bus. We're not... Mourinho is not our, our manager, so I don't say park the bus, but I would say play conservatively in that first leg, which I think maybe we, we differ on. I think you go for it. You don't park the bus, but you play conservative. You tell you know your fullbacks, don't get too far forward. Let's not give up cheap, easy goals. Let's not give up cheap penalties. Let's not give them any goals. If they earn it, then fine. But I think you're right. We do want to get out of there with at least one Two goals would be amazing as my clock goes off and you can hear it in the background. Um, I'm looking at the calendar. They said Neymar is probably going to be out for four weeks. So if you think, you know, this week is maybe one, two, three, four. He might be back by um, the week before. He could maybe start training the week before March 10th, which would be the return late. I don't think he would be able to get a game. But I think March 10th, I think there's a real possibility... If, if he heals the way that they think and that four-week target is accurate, that he might be able to get back. And so if you can get out of that first game with minimal damage and you're bringing him back, it would be a huge boost to the club. Even if he's 80 85%, you stick him out there. And I think just the distraction of having to deal with Neymar um, I think might be enough uh, to distract uh, Barcelona, maybe he can play a couple balls into Mbappe. I think he could play a part even if he's not fully healthy, even if he didn't get any match fitness. So I don't think you should park the bus, but let's not be stupid. Let's not, you know, push everyone forward and really go for, you know, getting um, as many goals as possible. Let's 
let's aim for one, two is great, but let's not give up four or five, you know, or even six. And you, you mentioned the, the well, six. Well, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> give up four or five unless you're unless you're scoring three yeah. or four on your own end. Sure. You have to also take it into account how the game is going at time, which is if if Barcelona, you know, if Barcelona get up two nothing on you early in the game, you got to score two or three goals. You have to answer them. So at that point, it's like you risk the tie there because you can't go, you can't, you know, you can't be down to nothing taking incoming and then you lose three, four, nothing. That doesn't work. And again, you'd rather in that situation, you'd rather lose five, three than two, nothing. Absolutely. You'd rather get the road goals. So you do what you can to score those road goals and you risk giving up stuff on the back end. It's the way the game goes. Now, if PSG go up one or two nothing in the first half, at that point, you got what you came for. If Barcelona come back on you and score two or three goals, you, you know, if you if you sort of sit back and try to prevent that from happening, you know, try to win the game two one or something again. It depends on how the game's going. So there's no absolutes. But I think the default setting at the beginning of the match should be try to score as many goals as we can and see how the game goes. So I was just looking at um, the 2016-17 squad. I did want to ask you, that 6-1, I guess Barcelona Twitter put out that um, that's the best game in the history of the club the one that resulted in zero trophies. Um, the fans voted that as the greatest game. Um, yeah, I'm sure the fans did. Yeah, but then they talk about how we're a bunch of farmers and everything else, so it's like, really, beating us is your biggest game and there wasn't even a trophy on the um, line? It's not even beating, like, Real Madrid or winning the Champions League. Yeah, I mean... I mean <laughs> they've won Champions League, so that's the... <laughs> no, that that's that was a farce. That that to me was a troll. That was an actual thing. It, it was funny. In, in no in no world could a, an actual Barcelona fan believe that that was their best game ever. I want to I want to ask you about that six one <laughs> and the squad. Do you don't forget we beat Barcelona four 0 to Parc de France, and then the referee stole the one in the return leg. But just looking at the squads and the players that were available, PSG now are far superior than that team. Would you say, or maybe not? All right, so the starting 11, let's see if I can remember it. Okay, so it was Kurzawa, Munier, Marquinhos, Silva. Um, Verratti, I think, started that game with Mata. No, Mata didn't start that game, I don't think. Uh, I, that, that's the only fuzzy part, is I don't know if Mata started that game. I think it was maybe, it was a 4-3-3. So it was Verratti, Matuidi, and probably Mata. And then you had Cavani, Draxler, and Lucas Mora. So, yeah, this is a much better lineup than that lineup. Yeah, you, you, you were pretty close. Yeah, Kevin Trapp in goal, Mounier right back, Marquinhos and Silva center backs, Kurzawa left back, Rabio, Matuidi, and your midfield. Oh, yeah, Rabio. Yeah, Rabio, and then you had Lucas Mara, Varadi, Draxler, and Cavani. And that was for the uh, that was who was on the pitch for the six one. Um, yeah. And with with uh, Cavani just the sole goal. So they needed help from the officials, some dodgy penalties um, against, I would say, maybe that midfield is a little bit better than what we have now. I mean, I, I do like Matt Tweedy, and Rabio always has a special place in my heart. But um, overall, I, I think, I mean, you, you put Draxler out there and Lucas Mora and Munier and Kevin Trapp in goal, who 
you know, I think Keeler Navas stops a couple of those goals that Barcelona scores. So, again, this this squad beat Barcelona at home 4-0. And then, sure, they, they got beat 6-1. But I think we're in a much better place, even without Neymar. I think the players we can put out on the pitch, we have the experience. Um, I, I, I like our chances. I, I'm not as down on our chances as you are. I just hope that we play a little bit conservative um, in that first Look, leg. I, I think, I think the, I, I just think that Neymar is too important to the way PSG function offensively. I just don't think they can duplicate that, especially without Di Maria. So now you're losing both Neymar and Di Maria. Those are your chief top playmakers. So now you have no actual playmakers on the field. Of any note, unless you want to count Pablo Sarabia. So that, that's kind of a problem. So they might, you know, Verratti playing a false, a, you know, kind of a false 10 might be the answer there. But that's still not, that's still not perfect. But I, I just think there's, Neymar is, it's both, it's both not having Neymar and Di Maria that, that hurts to me. Not having Neymar is bad, but not having, uh, Oof. Not having uh, Di Maria is worse, and yeah, we're watching the game right now. That was maybe that was a horrible giveaway. I'm trying to they gotta show that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a uh, second half is underway. It's one nil still PSG. No, it's one one now. Oh, oh, I must be behind. Yeah, they're 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 you know they might this is they're in some trouble now. Like I'm on a delay. I think it might have been Marquinhos that gave that away. Let me see. Okay, so it's yeah, it's Marquinhos that gave that away. Just, uh. Yeah, that's that's horrible. That's that is that is horrible, and that's why you don't, you know. And that's part of the you know the other problem with this too, which is they, you know, you just feel like, you know, even even with the new coach, you feel like there's just something off, and that was just kind of a lazy giveaway, and those would be these would be some pretty bad drop points. Like these might cost you the league to drop these points. Yeah, that I just I, I I just saw it. That that's what you get playing out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what can happen if you, yeah. you know, are having a lazy game like this and you you're not paying attention. And that is exactly people listening to this later would have seen this goal. That is exactly what you can't do against Barcelona. You 100% cannot give up a goal like that. That's how you lose the tie right there. And that's like you said. That's how you lose the league. That's how you're going to get knocked out of the Champions League. That can't happen. Marquinhos, if I'm, if I'm the manager, he's running laps. <laughs> we're, there's, there's, you know, we're doing some suicides or something. That can't happen. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is just, you know, and that's one of your best players. Like, that's not a, you know, that's not a bench issue. That's like, that's just one of your best players making a mistake. Like, it's, it's hard in this league. I, I think PSG are coming to a realization that this league is good now. And yeah. they're going to have to act like this league's good now. They can't, they can't coast. Like, even, even a team like Nice, who are missing half their squad, just can pull out a guy like Ronnie Lopez out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like that. Like it's frustrating. They they just it's like it's like the Premier League now, where even bad Premier League teams have like one or two half decent guys that can beat you. Like that was not the case in League One five six years ago, where each team sort of had guys that could you know be competitive. I mean, Nice have and, uh, William Saliba, right? He was I guess he was at Arsenal. I don't know. I mean, they're idiots. Yeah, I don't know I don't why they sent him back. 
he's not playing in this game. But they have like Lise Malou and they have you know they have they have guys here that can you know half hurt you. So wait, I thought Saliba was out there. Is he not? Did I, I miss? Think he's playing. I think he is I playing. Think not to see that. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah. So one one, they've got they've got forty minutes to turn this around. So we'll see. Uh, our podcast won't go as long, so we'll leave you on a cliffhanger. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, we someone, don't know what's going. <laughs> someone did I mean, ask. We have a pretty good idea what's going to happen, but yeah. I mean, what is the? T- I mean, it, it's it's going to be tricky. So Leo, right now, they're on fifty four points. PSG are on fifty two, and that's if this game ends in a. And a draw, and so Leo would have an opportunity to go if, five up. To go five up, yeah. I mean, and and Leon still have a game to play. If they win, then they, they'll go past PSG. We'll drop back down the third. So, yeah, people are forgetting here. There's a chance PSG finish fourth. And this is good. this There's is why Neymar needed to play in this game and not against Khan. I don't under. I need someone to draw a picture and explain to me like I'm five why he was playing in that game and not this game. Again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on that because there's a, it's a, it's a legitimate argument. He's not, he had to play in one of the games, so yeah, you know, pick which one, and and this is, this would probably have been the one to pick. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, we could finish, we could finish for it. Well, and it, it's also, it's also, there's something else to this too, which is that PSG fetishize the, the Coupe de France in a way that no other major club fetishizes a cup tournament like PSG legitimately want to win the thing. And most clubs are like, we really don't care. Like we'll, we'll throw our B team out there or at least, you know, half of our A team and take our chances. You know what I mean? Like Liverpool don't care if they win the FA cup, the Carabao cup, they're all in for the Carabao cup. You know, Bayern don't care if they win the, the, you know, PSG needs to stop that. They need to just play half a team, play your play your academy guys. It's just they've won enough of them. They don't have to prove anything in the Coupe de France. I'm sorry, and I, 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 that might anger some purists, but like they've won this thing like 13 times. They don't need to win it a 14th time. You know, yeah. they don't need to, to actively risk their players in a, in a to win a 14th Coupe de France. Like, let's, you know, let's be yeah, honest and, here. And the traditionalists can come, can come at us. You know, it's like, you know, playing against Marseille is not a, a big match. Sorry. No, it is. That's, I'll disagree with you on that. That, to me, is a big match. It's not, but, though. I mean, you have to have a rivalry. And Marseille is as close to a rivalry as PSG have. You have, you have to have that, you know, you have to have those rivalries. I would no. say Lille is a bigger game for us. Lyon is a bigger game. Marseille is trash. It's not a big game. How many times have we beaten them? For it to be a rivalry, they actually have to win. Okay, they won earlier this year, but it was an early season. We don't even think oh, we had other players. They were still, you know, come back from COVID, like whatever. But beside that, when was the last time Marseille won against PSG in a meaningful game? It's not a rivalry. You ha- the other team has to win for it to be a rivalry. Yeah. That that's my that's my take on that. But yeah, and then like winning the Coupe de France, traditional. Sorry, no one cares. I hate to break it to you. The other cup doesn't even exist anymore. That's how important that was. You know, as soon as the TV money dries up, no one cares about that. So, um, sorry if you hear noise. Yeah, in the background. but it's like <laughs> there's a we're doing construction watching, at my house. So yeah, watching this game though, it's just like yeah, the PSG are going to give up another goal here. It's it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here. 
they're just not they're not focused you can tell they're just there's no focus here in, at all and this is what happens in league on now you can't you can't get through this without you know you can't sleepwalk through this league anymore no, you can't. And hopefully this is a wake-up call. Like, it's not just Monaco that had a lucky year. There's three or four good teams here. PSG are one of them. But, you know, they if they finish fourth, they get no Champions League. They have to go watch the Champions League from home. They even even if they finish third, don't they go to a qualifying, right? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 the teams they would play, I'm, I wouldn't really be worried about. Yeah, but do you, to, do you want to go to, like, Kazakhstan in late summer or whatever it would be? <laughs> Well, if it means getting into the Champions League, I would. I mean, if, if, if you were if you were Neymar and Mbappe, do you want to go to like you know Ukraine, and, and well, like when you're supposed to be in you know the Maldives or something? Well, well, too bad. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Yeah, that's a good point. You reap what you sow. Yeah, and well, to that point, you know, Mbappe wants to win all these trophies, and it's like, okay, well, Neymar's not here, so go beat Barcelona. Yeah. Well, hey, go get a goal in this fucking game. Yeah, exactly. At some point, hey, go score. Go score here. Go yeah. win this game. Uh, forget yeah. Barcelona. Win this fucking game. If you can't be, go get a goal against Nice, what, what can we realistically expect out of you? You know, I guess Barcelona. So it's frustrating. Um, let's get out of here real quick. Let, let's get your final prediction. Give me – we won't go – give me your prediction over the two legs, each game, what you think we'll do, and then what happens. I know you said – PSG are going to lose, but um, the tie. But give me a prediction. Uh, 3-1 in the first leg, 2-2 uh, in the second. Barcelona take it overall 5-3. Mm, okay. I'm going to say 2-1 Barcelona in the first game. And then 2-0 in the return leg, PSG. We advance. All right, so they do what they did against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. I think they do that. That's what I think. But we'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, we're we're cutting this off a little bit before the end. It's currently one-one, but we all we all know what's coming here. And PSG are absolutely yeah. in a title fight to uh, stay at the top of League One. Uh, Mark, how can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find me at Mark Damon One. Not one anymore. Sorry, Mark Damon Nine. Mark Damon one. You don't want to follow that guy. Um, I'm always at PSG Talk. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure to leave a review, comment, like us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, very much appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Au revoir for now.